Dawn, some of our shows are about kink, some about polyamory, and some about swinging. That's why we're telling everyone that they can find what they're looking for at swingtowns.com. No matter what your style of non-monogamy looks like, open relationships, swinging, polyamory, kinky, or just open-minded friends, whatever your unique relationship style, Swingtowns is the place to connect with people like you. Discover open-minded people around you. Swing Towns finds people and connects you in seconds. You could connect with locals nearby or anywhere in the world. Get a free account and see for yourself. Head over to www.swingtowns.com slash erotic and sign up now. And friend us when you get there. Go to www.swingtowns.com slash erotic and look for our actual personal use account called Both Dan and Dawn. We'll We'll see see you there. This week on Erotic Awakening, long distance polyamory, naked in the winter, and begging. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening when? Right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patrons who receive ad-free early access to podcasts as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking. uh, We have guests on to tell us all about how to do long-distance polyamory, as well as our adventures in December in Florida and what we're wearing. Uh, as or well as, or, or not wearing, yes, uh, as well as a couple more kinks. Uh, but first, in the podcast, we are going to welcome Sim and Peachy on, longtime supporters of the podcast, board game jerks, and... Because they win. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly so. And uh, as well as, um, we were having a conversation the other day with you guys about polyamory and how to do long distance polyamory and we were just chatting but all these great ideas we wanted to get you guys on the podcast to tell us how to do it so uh welcome to the podcast peachy and sim hello hello (laughs) um so yeah we were what were we doing i think we were playing board games that mm -hmm. night right so Mm -hmm. and i was winning you of course you were (laughs) i'm I'm editing that out just so you know (laughs) And we were talking about, I don't know how the conversation got us started, but it's like Dan and I are RVing now. So Dan's long distance with his partner and I'm long distance with my partner and Dan's much better at it with his. I think she, I think you two require more communication than me and Big D and me and Big D haven't found our niche yet with what works to stay in communication and, and Sim and, and, Peachy, we're coming up with all of these ideas. And I'm like, hold, hold, please. We we need to interview you because everybody else needs to know about these skills. So start us off with giving us a little background on what your poly situation's like. And I know you got, I don't know, you've got like 19 of your partners that live in the house with you. <laughs> and then you have five or six wow. satellites after as well, right? No. Um, I live with two partners, my husband and Sim, and then I have another partner who lives about 30, 45 minutes away, and then another partner who is in another state. Nice. For me, I live with Peachy, um, currently my only partner, and that is all. (laughs) Very cool. But you've had other partners in the past? Indeed. Cool. So what is the, the, the 
Is a long distance poly relationship really a big deal? Is it really that hard? I mean, everybody goes on, oh, it's so hard, but is it? Um, I mean, it it's it really is dependent on the uniqueness of the relationship in itself. Um, my long distance partner and I uh, have been long distance for about two years. And um, in the beginning, it was really rough because they're not used to communicating with me every single day, even when they lived here. And then not communicating every single day and not even being able to see each other was a big adjustment. So it was more of just try, test, and revise. Like, hey, can we hang out at least once a week? Can we hang out once every two weeks? Can we, you know, just just trying to find a, a groove that worked for both of us. Okay. And and you've gotten there. You've gotten to that groove that works all the way around. So how much learning curve was there? I mean, um, is it is it technology-based, the communication at this point? It's all technology? Yeah. Um, cell phone or um, computer-based for sure. Yeah. Um, I did send letters here and there because I'm one of those people that likes snail mail, but I wasn't getting them in return. <laughs> so, um, but that's always, if you're stationary, you know, not in an RV, that's also a, a fun thing to do is send letters. Or even if you are RVing, like that's a ton of different postcards from different locations you could send. But if both people are RVing, eh, you know, that's a little bit different. <laughs> Yeah, I have no way to send him postcards or him me. And yeah, that's kind of weird. We'll, we'll figure out something. But yeah. Do the rules change? And I know poly people don't like the term rules. So let's say agreements or boundaries when you're long distance. I mean, is there a lot more? Do you have to be more flexible? Do you have to say, you know what, I really don't care. Go do whatever you want to do, because I'm not there to do it with you anyway. Yeah. Um. Um, for for me and my partner, um, that we've consistently uh, reworked the agreements. Um, so as far as like um, if they have a date or if they have a new uh, sexual encounter kind of thing, it's like okay, I like to manage surprises. Quote from a polyamory toolkit, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't want to I don't like having those conversations, and then all of a sudden they throw that in there, and I'm like, oh oh wait, uh, uh, what? So we have readjusted from like I want to know the next day, or can I have some sort of something? To now it's like within a week of something happening just tell me you have updates because they would also be like, Oh, I remembered I'm supposed to tell you. So here's all the information. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I need a stop sign to manage like my emotions before I'm ready to positively receive this information from you. Um, so, uh, that was worked in that it's now within a week I they will send me hey I have updates I'm like cool I'll let you know when I'm ready to receive that information and then we actually prefer it to be a video call so it's like we're in person when we're getting that information so that's a little bit more personal especially if it's something like that is going to cause emotions to come up I'd prefer to hear them speaking rather than through a text and I'm like wow that had so much attitude in that 
wording right there that I can't actually hear, you know, and, and have that be a, a fuel for the negativity. So um, that it, as far as like that agreements, but it, other than that, like, I'm like, please have fun. Like I'm not around. I do want to hear about it. This is the agreement, but you know, do your thing. Kind of touch on that and like conversations and stuff. Um, I compiled sort of a list of my thoughts and, and one of them is, um, think about the way that you are going to have your important conversations, whether those are, are updates or, or even just like resolving fights and that kind of thing. Um, do you benefit from seeing each other? Like, like Peachy had said, like over the video and having like a video call or, um, is texting enough or is, you know, what works for you? Um, and I think that like, at least from what I have seen of poly couples, they are, they are, versed in iterating on things and and making improvements and making changes um, as are needed so that is beneficial like don't be like you're not going to be stuck in like if you decide yeah texting is going to be enough and realize it doesn't work you just iterate on it and you you, you change it next time and that kind of thing but definitely <laughs> having a sort of like agreed upon like if there's an important conversation that needs to happen um we have agreed to such and such do a zoom call or something Good cool. stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. Hadn't, I hadn't even thought of that. So, huh. What about dating? I mean, can you even date if you're long distance at this point or you just say, well, next time I see you, we'll go out for something. Dating that person that's long distance. Yeah. The, do you, oh, do, yeah, you yeah. do any kind of long distance dating? So I think that was kind of like a topic that, um, Don and I had been discussing while we were playing board games, um, where my opinion is, is yes, you can, you can like go on dates. It just has to be, it's a different experience. Usually, um, everyone, like anyone that has been through the pandemic and, and, you know, is still, you know, some, some, some people are still hanging out at home, um, know what it is to like watch a TV show with someone else, right. Um, on like zoom or on the phone or something, um, you can do all kinds of interesting things together remotely. Um, you can, um, I don't know, hook up your phone to Spotify, go on a walk together and listen to the same Spotify playlist. Like you'll be walking somewhere else and they'll be walking somewhere else. But I mean, you'll be listening to the same playlist, um, reading the same book. Um, what else did I have? Oh, like going either going to the same restaurant and like eating at like a table or something or, or preparing a meal together, like on a call and, and eating the same meal, just those kind of things is like, it's a different experience than you would have like with them in person. Um, but it certainly is like, it's, it's its own environment to, to have unique, like different dates in. And I still think they're totally dates. See, and I, I hadn't thought of that until you'd mentioned it before of like eating dinner together or, and like I said, Dan's much better at this than I am. He's played online board games with people before, especially when COVID started and mm -hmm. he's had dinner, you know, online zoom dates with dinner and sushi and all this type of stuff. And I, I haven't done any of that. And, um, I don't know that big D's <laughs> into any of that, but it's good to keep in mind in case someone else comes along, but like the reading a book together, that would be really cool. What kind of, absolutely. Yeah. What kind of fears do long distance poly people have maybe that your regular poly relationships don't, aren't as big a deal with? 
for me, um, I had a lot of fears um, when I found out that my partner was moving away. Um, I was listening to all these breakup songs and I'm like, you're leaving me. You're abandoning me. You're going to find somebody else and just forget about me. That kind mm-hmm. of thing, because, you know, there's that object permanence. If I don't see it, then it's, it's not there anymore. So if I can't, you know, see my partner in person, then are they really there? Are they still connecting with me? Um, and so for me, the, the, uh, request of the face-to-face uh, Zoom chats or video calls, that is something that kind of uh, uh, fixes that a little bit because it's as close to being in person as possible. Um, but it, it honestly, it's just over time is what helped me to become more comfortable with it. Like, oh, a week has gone by and they're still with me. A, a month has gone by and they're still with me. They still talk to me. They still want to see me. They still tell me they love me. Uh, uh, six months, a year, and now it's been two years. And there's, you know, they have all the freedom in the world, right? They're not even around me um, physically. And at the end of the day, I'm still getting messages. I'm still getting I love yous. I'm still getting the attention and care um, and consideration than I would if they were still living here. So um, it's just in the beginning, the the fear voice was much louder. But like as there was more time and evidence to support, hey, this isn't happening. This thing that you're worried about, that you're afraid of isn't isn't happening and everything's okay that's that's really what made it better um so i hope that answers the question mm-hmm. absolutely i could say too that like even there are unique like additions to fear um in a in a polyamorous long distance relationship um but i think that m- there's a lot of commonality between just any long distance relationship, even if it's monogamous. Um, and to kind of like look at the relationship itself and not just the, or, and not specifically the polyamorous um, aspect to it. Um, I think that like, mo- especially moving from in-person or, or, or not long distance to long distance um, adds a lot of uncertainty and, and fear of, of the unknown. Um, mm-hmm. And so something that I read today or yesterday, I believe, um, was kind of the idea of uh, if, if I can't remember the word that you used for it, PG, but uh, emotional calling, um, pebbling, what was it that you used? Basically kind of reaching out to your partner to share an experience. So um, if Peachy stands at the kitchen window and says, hey, look, there's, look at the birds. And it's it's my like a response to the emotional call to either come over and like stand next to her and look at the birds with her um, or to not, right? And it's like, so those are just small little things of kind of seeking the reassurance and of like, hey, do you, do you care about me? Do you, you know? Um, and in long distance, it's a lot harder to, if, if your partner says, come look at the sunset with me, you can no longer stand by them and have your arm around their waist and like, like hum something, right? If, if you, if you just say, Hmm, over text, it's not going to go, <laughs> go through as well, you know, and they send you a picture of the sunset. So you have to be actually more clear about your sort of intentional responses to that emotional calling and, and put it to words and, and say something rather than, or, you know, on in video, if you're using Snapchat or something. So 
cool. Well, I hadn't thought of that either. I'm very much a, a short texter. So, you know, it's, it's or emo emojis. I use emojis a lot, but I guess you really should reach out and, you know, have that sentence if there's an emotional calling, which I'd never heard of before. I mm -hmm. like that. And then Peachy said um, object permanence. Yeah, object that permanence. So, <laughs> and that's funny because um, we don't, I haven't heard of that terminology before, but I very much understand the, if I don't, if it's not in my face, I don't think about it. Mm -hmm. Right. So now I have words for that. So I want to ask Sim, because we were talking the other night, um, some of the specific things that we can do, like you said, you said, watch TV together on Zoom or something, which we did with bats. We did that mm -hmm. when COVID first started. We would, um, each of us would fix dinner and then we would log into Zoom together and start the same movie. It's like three, two, one, start. So that we're at the laughing at the same part. Um, we used to do the same thing when Sim and I didn't yeah. live together during the pandemic. Uh, Sim would always be the one to count down and say, three, two, one, go. <laughs> nice. And then I've got, um, I wrote some of this down. Reading the same book, which I, I really like that. Right? <laughs> I think that'll work for me and Big D. Eating the same meal, not so much. We eat differently. But I remember also mentioning, um, and I don't know if you've got some more to suggest, like Marco Polo, where I do a little short snippet of hey thinking about you and then when he's got a moment because we're in different time zones when he's got a moment he can listen to it and then reply and then I got all these little video things that I can look back on if I need to so can you think of anything else besides like Marco Polo Snapchat I've never done before but I, I could probably Eventually, sort of the same thing um they're just like video apps basically um I like Marco Polo because it stays around and I can rewatch them that kind of thing um and, and like you were saying you kind of get to like be connected with them even though it's like not at the same time um I guess the two others that I sort of like thought about and considered um were a little bit more in depth maybe but um one was uh, if you're familiar with the term body doubling, I learned this term from from Peachy. Um, just kind of the idea that it's easier to stay focused on someone is if someone else is also in the room being focused on something, and so so you mm -hmm. kind of like feed off of each other being focused. Um, so we do that all uh, the time. that's the you, the that website that you use. Dawn. Focus me, yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I've used um, I've used like YouTube videos of like someone studying and like that kind of thing. Um, so suggestion of like doing chores together, like if you need to do the dishes and and you know Big D needs to vacuum or something, like hop on a call and like just put the phone on speaker and like obviously you probably won't hear him over the vacuum, but I mean you know <laughs> you'll be there and can chat. Um, and then the other one, this was the one that was a little bit more involved, but um, like pick up a hobby together. Um, because you'll be doing it separately. You don't have to like actually plan like times to do it together. You can, but that doesn't have to be the only time that you do it. So if you, if you, um, I don't know what kind of uh, hobbies that you're super interested in, but let's say you both decide to pick up like poker or something on your own, poker you would play your own games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would play your own games and you would have like sort of separate paths of doing the same thing. So you might pick up on something that you want to share with him. He might pick up something with you and, and that'll kind of like add a layer of depth to it rather than just we, we learn poker together. We don't learn things separately necessarily. So you would have your own, like learning them separately to me is kind of impactful because you would have your own experiences that you can then bring to your partner and, and share with them. 
Nice. Yeah, I, I just wanted make, to I, add. When you, said, when you said body doubling, I, I misread that to be, oh, big D, let's fuck. All right, yeah. I can pretend you're your boyfriend. No. <laughs> no, no, no. That's body snatching. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> what were you going to say, Peachy? <laughs> so, um, Sim and my long distance partner are best friends and um, they have been hanging out on discord and playing games together for a while. And I can remember the moment that I, I just wanted to hear their voices in the same area again, um, oh, because yeah. I was very used to three of us together often. And I was hearing being on a call with Sim only, and then being on a call with my long distance partner only and messaged one of them and they're like oh yeah we're playing minecraft together and we're on a, a video or a, a discord audio call together and i was like can can i be added to the call and because i hadn't been playing at that point and they added me to the call and just pure bliss to just sit there and hear them banter back and forth to each other and talk to each other because that was just something that i hadn't had in so long and um I eventually was like, okay, I want to play Minecraft too now so that I know what you guys are talking about. And I get the added bonus of being in like all of the calls whenever you guys are playing. And so we ended up starting a server all together in Minecraft. And it's so cute because um, my long distance partner would build things for me when I was offline. So I'd come back online and go to my little house and there'd be flowers or there would be a horse and diamond armor or there would be bees like which are really really adorable in minecraft but they would bring me gifts in this virtual world that i could see and like get that cute loving feeling that i would get you know if if it was in real life but it's you know it's it's still the same thing they're still thinking of me wanting to create something for make me smile or play pranks on me. I went into my house the other day and there were spider webs everywhere in my house. And I was <laughs> like, did you do this? And they're like, <laughs> you know, so it, we, we get that, that vibe, that energy through, through that piece of, of craft. or we used to play magic, the gathering in person. And then I learned how to play um, magic ar- uh, arena, which, and then we can be on a call and actually play against each other that way too. Or we also got set up with several different video cameras to be able to have a camera on our card face and then try to recreate playing the card game. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. I, I love that that Minecraft. That is super adorable and super creative. Um, I would have filled your house with zombie heads. I'm just saying. Wow. Or even even if I could put some creepers in the floorboards, that would have been fun for me. Yeah. That would yeah. Be my is this but because I'm not I keep beating you in board games? <laughs> <laughs> you know that is actually something I miss. Um, we did that with friends of ours. They're not even poly. Me. I think one of them says they are our platonic poly partners. <laughs> so, and we used to play Minecraft with them all the time until we started our being. I miss their voices. So, mm-hmm. cause we would have that once a week and, and Minecraft together. And one would go garden and Dan would go run out in the dark and, you know, you would hear him and you'd hear the door of the house open in the dark. Yeah. And it'd be like, <laughs> Dan, 
where'd you go? And then you hear him scream because he fell down a hole and you have to rescue him. Yeah. So, you know, lots of fun. I, I, I like that idea. Yep. So cool. Is there any, uh, this is kind of a um, personal question, but is there any need or drive to recreating intimate mo you know do you suck fucking sexed each other that's what i'm trying to get to <laughs> i figured this was going to come up um, <laughs> um for me and my long distance partner and even my girlfriend who lives 30 to 45 minutes we did a lot of um video chatting uh mutual masturbation sessions okay. um so um that rather than sexting but of like sending photos and then the photos would turn into a hey do you want to video chat with me while i shower or do you have some uh, time right now you want to video chat from the bed that kind of a thing um and then actually recently my uh, long distance partner and i got the love love sense love toys that um it's there's a um um a male masturbator and a, a a female like insertable that when you do things with those toys they will do that to the other toy so huh. if the the male masturbator if he's sh shaking it the my toy will start spinning and if i start moving my toy then the inside of the male masturbator will pulsate and it's it's wild so that that's a little that's a little more intimate and then even if those two don't work there's a an app on the phone that you can change the intensity from a completely different state and so they they started doing that for a little bit with me just sitting on the phone playing with all of the intensities and changing the rhythms and i just had the video on my face the whole time being very very happy <laughs> um very cool. and so that was that was really cool so yeah and if you took the um the one toy and put a rope around it and spun it around your head as fast as you could. Sure. Yeah, you can try that. Um, I think as long as you're making a back and forth rhythm, uh, then it'll react. But if it's just a force in one direction, I'm not really sure you'll you'll get where you want to go. Okay. All right. So it's not like the tricks that I do with that Fitbit. Where I put it on the, the wheels of the bicycle and go riding it around real fast. Oh, I ran 400 miles today. That's fantastic. Probably okay. not. Okay. And for those of you listening that have always wanted to fuck themselves, then that would work too. Okay. Ooh, I like that idea too. <laughs> well, so one more question for you, if you don't mind. Do you require, is there a requirement that it's not just long distance that every month or five months or quarter that there is some real time physical interaction. Um, I wouldn't say a it's a requirement um, per se, as far as like we negotiated that after X amount of time, we will see each other in person. Otherwise mm -hmm. we're going to be upset. There's, there was never any that of that kind of discussion. Um, there have been, Hey, it's been a long time. When are you, when do you have free time that I could come and visit? And that would make sense. 
for example, I went up not that long ago and I'm like, okay, now it's your turn. And so they reached out to me, asked me when I'm going to have some time off of work and just scheduled to come out to visit. So um, it's both a mutual desire for us to see each other in person that really pushes us to make it happen. Um, As far as a requirement that we do have, there is the, you have to get STD, SDI tested before, I would prefer before you came down and have those results kind of thing. Mm. Um, Or if that's not happening, then when we are in person, we will adjust accordingly, especially because I have other partners that I do see in person that are affected by my actions with my long distance partner. So I, I do uh, I am mindful in that sense and have requirements surrounding that. But as far as like just to the baseline of seeing each other in person after a certain amount of time, that's really just a push and pull based on our desire to have that happen. Very cool. Um, Sim, I know that you you and Don had a great conversation. Am I forgetting anything that to ask you about or any highlights from that conversation that we want to talk about here? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I was just going to briefly kind of touch on the um, visiting in person. Um, Mm -hmm. Being that like um, sort of like, yeah, like, like, like Peachy was saying was um, doesn't have to be a requirement. Certainly one of the, the pieces of advice that um, some of the articles that I kind of like glanced through reiterated was determine like mutually determine if the goal is to come back together like in person and like live together or 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 whatever and and make it not be a long distance relationship anymore um and then make that a goal like figure out like how that's going to be a plan so that there is a clear sort of plan to it um if that isn't the goal then then you you plan for that right like if if the goal is if like peachy is going to stay down here and and their partner her partner is going to stay up there and that's like the long-term goal then you know you plan your your life around that and you determine okay maybe i do need to um stay to stay or visit more often or, or what, what have you um other than that i don't think there's anything that you didn't ask specifically i have a ton of notes so feel free to ask as much as you want i wanted to just bounce off of sim on that is um that that's for me was the benefit of being poly is i don't believe i could have been in a long distance relationship if i didn't have other in-person relationships that i could supplement my like touch needs with um Mm, that this relationship really works because that both of us are polyamorous. Um, but I, I, my partner had a long distance relationship before me. Sim has had long distance relationships before me. Um, and I've really never had, I very much want somebody in person. Um, and so, yeah, the, the circumstance that I'm in with my partner is very functional because I'm able to get what I want if I need it in the moment um, from other partners and they're totally cool with that and they support that and vice versa. If they want, you know, someone to hook up with right then and there, and it's, you know, several hours on a plane flight away for me, they're, they have that access to do that. And it's perfectly welcomed and, and, and supported in our relationship. 
Right. Very cool. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hang out with us uncomfortably for a little bit while we wrap this thing up. Dawn, as you well know, um, we are busy all of a sudden. We have we, gone for many months with no events, and now suddenly we are back to doing something all the darn time. Yep. So, la well, last weekend we were at Carolina Coastal Fetish Fair. Uh, last night we went to Jam. What is that? Jacksonville area munch. So we did that with uh, um, um, one of our podcast listeners and longtime yep. supporters. And um, that was kind of cool because I was like, oh, man, people, people, people. But it was outside. So that that went really well. And, and we met some fabulous people. Absolutely. Thanks to uh, Master Blue and his house for hosting and inviting mm -hmm. us to come out there. As you know, with, with the whole RV lifestyle, it's tricky. We don't get to hang out with our friends so much anymore. So it's great that our friends on the road. Um, are reaching out are to reaching us. out and giving us places to, to hang out mm -hmm. and meet great people um, and then of course later in the I think the big the next big event that we're going to is the anonymous up in the Rhode Island area well I don't know where it is is it Rhode Island yeah I'm pretty sure it's Rhode Island see now you're questioning now yourself. I'm questioning it because you questioned me but it's right there on the calendar it's Rhode Island I think. but I can't see the calendar from <laughs> here how am I supposed to know what event and where it's at I mean how many providences there's probably oh, five or six in the United States it's a segue you could keep up with all the events book news and discussions and discounts and more via the erotic awakening newsletter and get your ea shout out like marcus from texas kevin from oklahoma sheila from maryland keisha from canada and jim from ontario which is also canada yeah, but they specified <laughs> they did specify he's just a little more a little more chill it says <laughs> i don't need you to know where i am in canada, canada. Just fucking canada all right there we go so head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. As you mentioned, we did go to the uh, Jacksonville area much yesterday. It had a great time. Um, and I particularly want to thank, if they are listening, I cornered a couple of people and we played the question game and um, they were down for it. So they got deep. <sighs> All I know is I got over there and you're talking to them and you're talking about very, you said penis four times by the time I, Saw where you were, walked to you, and sat beside you. I heard penis four times. Peachy, are you surprised by that at all? The number of times I say penis in nope. per minute? Not <laughs> <in the time. laughs> Speaking of random things that I say, uh, we still have 239 Whew, bad girls. <laughs> uh, list of kinks and fetishes from the Bad Girls Bible. Actually, I think we're down to about 230. 24 no clue i know we've, we've done some we're into the bees um sim and peachy would you guys be willing to help us with the list of kinks yes cool excellent uh peachy assign numbers to everybody one through four uh i'll be three sim will be four dan will be two and don will be one all right, Dawn. Ooh, I'm first, huh? As number one, Dawn, how do you feel about begging? A kink for begging and pleading. Pleading to have sex. Begging for release. Begging to not have an orgasm. Begging to perform an act. Begging, begging, begging. <laughs> That's actually a kink of mine. Okay. <laughs> and um, that one caught me by surprise at the very beginning. And it's, uh, it's a kink of mine 
because to me it's power exchange mm. and power exchange is my kink. So begging for that stuff and getting to a place where I'm made to beg. Oh yeah. That does it for me. Does it do it for you? Having someone else beg, beg you as long as it's authentic. Yeah. Right. I hate the, um, Oh, please, please, sir. Oh, you're so hot. Give me more. <laughs> you know, the, um, that just, it, but it has to be not something that's said, but something that's the body. Mm. And then the mouth just expresses what the body and demands. And that, I, I think that's part of what I like because it's in my head, right? It's screaming in my head. So if I can actually get it out and vocalize it, <clears throat> that's hot to me because that means I've gotten so hot that I got to that point. Fair enough. Okay. So you're number two? Um, that's what I've heard. I think he's so. number two, PT. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So his is, let's see if I can pronounce this. Bel mm, Belenophilia. What, what is that? <laughs> it's an affinity to pins, needles, and sharp objects. So do you have a kink for pins, needles, and sharp objects? A kink versus a fetish. Oh, that's going to be so complicated. But I have a variety of sharp, everything from the Wartenberg wheel oh, to yeah. my little claws. You do like your claws. <laughs> so I would have I to like say, yes, claws. I'm not into needle play per se. Right. I'm not into puncturing the skin, but I do like uh, sharp, pointy things stabbed into the skin, just not through the skin. Right. So, yeah. So you don't like to draw blood per se. Right. right. Though it could happen. But, oh, yeah, you do like your sharp knives and stuff or your pretend sharp knives even. That like the wooden one or mm -hmm. the plastic one that has the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm, so do I. Sam, you got any interest in being stabbed with sharp things? <laughs> Not particularly. Um, <laughs> I have. I have played around with sharp things um, when I was younger. Um, uh like razors and stuff. So kind of very lightly tracing over the skin. It makes a sen it makes a sensation, causes a feel. Um, but I never really like got into it that much as much as I know that people can. Like I never drew blood or anything. Cool. I, I went to a and I'm sure this will come up later in the the list. Um, I went to a class on how to do cuttings mm. and the person was demonstrating on a chicken. And I, my stomach was already like, oh, I'm going to throw up. I can't watch this. I better not try and top a cutting scene then. Because <laughs> that's a different kink altogether. Cool. All right, who was number three? I was. All right, Peachy. Peachy was three? Yes. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about bimboification, the process bimbo. of making someone into a bimbo or being turned into a bimbo? Like, oh my God, I would totally be a bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of this recently in my um, online groups, um, trying to have the difference between dollification and bimboification. And uh, the, they just, I think it's the attitude that you have going into it is the sub that makes the difference. Um, but I think at the same time, you're still being like treated like, you know, nothing. So I, I'm, I'm down with the, I'm down with that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. 
So, and then we have number four. I'm oh, looking oh, up Dan pictures of bimbos. So, nice. It's like, tricky. It's at, tricky. At least in my head, the difference between like, or or the standout difference that I feel between bimbofication, like bimbofication, however you pronounce it, and dollification <laughs> um, yeah. is like a dollification to me feels like dressing someone up as a doll and making them look like a doll-like and that kind of thing. Whereas bimbofication is like making them look like a certain style and, and also an intellectual like level of capacity yeah. um, is an important like component to it, I think. Like being Barbie and then having Barbie's attitude or intelligence, I guess. I don't know. I think that's the, like where, why they both align very similarly in my head. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great clarification. Cool. Number four for Sim. You get an easy one. I can pronounce this one. Blindfolds. A type of bondage that blocks a person's vision. Would um, you have a kink, a fetish, or like, or anything for blindfolds? I have a like, I would say. I, I don't have a kink. I definitely don't have a fetish. Um, I, I Dan, I appreciate that you made sort of the distinction between the two, a fetish and kink. Um, I think that's an important distinction that doesn't get made a lot. Um, people will say, oh, I have this fetish. And, and I'm just thinking like you, you, you can't get off unless there's a spoon involved. <laughs> Not yucking anyone's yum, but um, so yeah. So I, I would say blindfolding is a like. Um, it's not super important to me, but I do enjoy if someone is blindfolded because that gives me a lot more um, kind of range of of surprise, basically. So I can kind of touch mm -hmm. them from whatever side, and I can kind of do things unexpectedly. And if I have ice and they didn't know about it, like that kind of thing. Um, but I would say also kind of conversely why it's maybe only alike is I, I value physical contact um, with uh, a sub and a scene in, in kind of any given scene. Um, PG knows I very rarely break contact like with any of the scenes that we do, um, even if it's like my foot like against her foot while I'm like stretching to get something, um, which reminder to Dom's um, have your stuff within easily grasping <laughs> distance. Um, yeah. So I think that would kind of like break that sort of is like, I would always have physical contact. So they would sort of always know where I was. Um, one of the things that I've done or tried to do is just sort of like stretch myself. Like, so if I have like contact with like her leg against my leg, I'm going to like hit her on the shoulder unexpectedly. And that kind of like, adds, like gives me that. Um, but yeah. So that is my answer. So when we get to, so when we get to mind fucking on the list, it sounds oh, like yes. Sims like to do mind fucking. Yes. So <laughs> that, that the, the I would say about, is a kink. <laughs> the nice thing about playing in an RV is pretty much you can reach everything that you own. Uh, it's, it's all right here. It's pretty short range. Uh, uh, very cool. Thanks. So uh, Don, no tentacles on uh, boobs this time around. <laughs> We do have some tentacles, though. Oh, okay. Tentacles right. on boobs. So, um, and Sam Wall sent me a picture of a tentacle menorah. So that was that was a little different. So, but uh, that was really cute. And then the Mer Pirate sent me a picture of a witch, and no one can see my hands. Um, sent me a picture of it's a, a black and white drawing, and it's of a young witch, and she's holding a bucket. Think of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm -hmm. 
right? A Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket, except it says KFT for Kentucky Fried Tentacles. And it's tentacles looped out of the bucket. It was really an amazing drawing. So, and then um, uh, from the same artist, there was another drawing of tentacles <laughs> going after a girl. And it was just, I really liked, really liked that one. Very cool. No Would food that on just food. be calamari? Kentucky Fried yeah. Tentacles, is it just calamari? <laughs> yeah, I guess it would. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Calamari. <laughs> yes. And, and since we're going to talk about that, I will say a shout out. If you are in Myrtle Beach, look for Lobster Inn. Was it Lobster House? Lobster. Ah, shoot. Did we take a picture of it? Go to every restaurant where the first word is lobster no, no, no. and try their it calamari. Was, it was right next to Pirate Land RV Park. So that makes it easy to find. But I think it was like lobster. It was lobster house. Oh my God. The food was amazing. The food in South Great Carolina. Great calamari was the point. Yes. The food in South Carolina has actually been better than Florida. Florida hasn't been bad, but South Carolina was amazing with the seafood. So cool. <laughs> and again, we've turned the podcast into a food, food. cast. So <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Read us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. So contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Dawn at thecage.co, Twitter, and FetLife. And we are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. I've been posting a lot on Instagram recently. You can use the links on the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discard. Discard? Discard. Discord. <laughs> and we've actually got a lot of conversation going on on Discord, so I'm loving it there. Or you can just email us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Sam. Bye, PG. Bye, Sam. Bye. Bye, Dan. What's that? Bye, you want to lose the terraforming Mars to me again? <laughs> oh, no. We don't have time. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs>